Hey everybody, welcome to Real, Real Brave Live. And I'm surrounded by men to my left and right. Um, Real Kevin? Brave Live. Thank you for that atonal introduction. Um, it's good. So, to my left, I have Mr. Michael Halleck of St. Android. Uh, we have a uh, history, minus let's one. say. Minus, minus one. Minus one. It's, it's half-roid. Half-roid. Half, half, half. No. <laughs> it's not a word. It's too half close droid. to half other droid. Droid word. I'm the sad droid. Jim is the droid. Jim Mansfield <laughs> is the other half of sad android. You're just sad and he's the android. Yeah, he Yes. I supply the empathy and he just supplies like a crazy rhythmic uh onslaught of percussion and synthesizers so mm. <clears throat> well before we get into that we did prepare uh, pages of material to talk about uh this guy um mm. now i'm surrounded by more men not not all living mm. <laughs> this guy right here so he's not michael oh. <laughs> michael Alec. well a funny story is like when i was five years old I mean that. I mean, who didn't want to be John Lennon? Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I remember. I do remember specifically, you know, that that day. You know, I was young, but <clears throat> you know, going on six, and I remember my brother just being so depressed, mm. just so sad, and uh, it was dreary out that day. It was like a really dreary day. I can't believe you remember that. That's yeah. Because were, I, yeah. I, 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 Mike and I are the same those. age. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sixty. Mike, you look good for sixty-five. I'm I'm four hundred thirty-two years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> the <laughs> ageless <remember>. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many? All right. So we're we're talking about the day uh, John Lennon was killed. How many? That was today. How many years ago today? It was yesterday, it was yesterday. December eighth, nineteen eighty. It was the forty-year anniversary. If we if we play into the number nine, number nine, because he's an Englishman, and the time of death he would have been the ninth in England. Oh, he didn't die right away. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, I think there's truth to that. I could be wrong. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure because it happened late in the evening here. And uh, what in England is five hours ahead. Five hours right? ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it was in the evening here. And yeah. Yeah. Is that another one of those Beatles um, urban legend uh, conspiracy things? Revolution nine, number nine. Well, he had a he had an affinity for the number nine. Interesting. <laughs> what am I on CNN? Yeah. <laughs> Please go on. Yeah, no, I mean, generally speaking, we we try to prepare for these things and we have people research them. But yeah, I just found out that his that he changed his middle name or he changed his last name to Ono Lennon. Is that true? I think so. He yeah. he adopted his wife's last name. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you like Yoko Ono? Is the question I want for you. We you, we for for the for the for the people that are watching. Um, this is among the most divisive issues in uh, yeah lore. So I was listening to Double Fantasy, and then you know the Yoko Ono stuff started coming on. I was like. I can't do it. I try, I try, I try, I try. But what's your opinion of the the Yoko Lennon? 
stuff. My, myself? Yeah. <clears throat> well, if you go back to um, the first Plastic Ono album, you know, it was a dual album, and her material was great. And she has, it's Lennon, Klaus Vormann, and Ringo Starr. Are, it's the same outfit that recorded his Plastic Ono album. And there's some pretty interesting things on that, you know, that she does that like you can't discern between like a point where she's singing and the guitar is playing. <clears throat> there's, she, she's a visual artist, right? You know, she's avant-garde, you know, like they both interplayed, you know, musically and visually. And it just, you know, like it worked and he loved her and she loved him. And who doesn't have problems with relationships and you know like it the argument is out there whether she is viable musically but i think so i you know and i'm not trying to be like political about it she you know like she put her ten thousand hours in she she played classical piano for god's sakes right so she influenced uh, you know like i have some issues with you know um imagine you know like uh, you know it's just as it's it's controversial to add someone, you know, posthumously to a credit, you know, like or McCartney wanted to switch the names, uh, you know, and as as you know, songwriters and writing songs, you want credit where credit is due. But I mean, like they're they're going to be linked forever in history, Lennon and McCartney. And I think to switch the name is a little petty, you know, like. But I did find it a little disturbing, you know, because she, Yoko would, uh, from my understanding, is like she vetoed that. She wouldn't allow that switch to occur. But at the same time, they put her name into Imagine. And if you watch the latest documentary that they did, um, you know, it's it's really a, a case building for her involvement in the making of the Imagine record. I think the documentary is called Above Us Only Sky something like I've that. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. And and yeah, it is very it's very good and you can see that there's a, you know, like a good portion of that film is, you know, um making a case for her involvement in not only the recording of the record which she was totally involved with. No one's disputing that at all. She's you know, 110% a part of that whole process. It's the, you know, like this is Yoko's language and hence she wrote the song i don't know how much i you know what i mean like if i read a william blake book which i have a million times when i'm writing lyrics you know i'm like should i co should i credit my song with william blake i, I don't know like you know it's like a question i'm not saying it's right or wrong i'm just put, putting that out there you know if you're influenced by someone does that make them you know does that well, I mean, them? It, it would depend how how heavy that influence is. If they actually had like a hand in recording or writing or uh, performing on on a piece, absolutely, you should give them credit. But I don't know. I think um, yeah, I like I like Yoko for for. I think it's worth pointing out that, and I gotta get rid of my voice. I think it's worth pointing out that um, a lot of the plastic. Oh no, band. Um, that whole era, and even you know John's career as a Beatle and as a a, a solo artist, you know, overall, so much was uh, about 
challenging the status quo, challenging the norms, you know, lyrically and musically, you know. So when you hear Yoko Ono, uh, and some say singing, others say not so much. Um, yeah. When you hear that, you know, that's a part of where it's coming from. It's like, we're not going to conform to what your idea of how it should be. This is our own thing. This is our own mode of creativity. And I, I, I respect that. I think that it uh, played a big part in the music and came across really well. I think. Kevin filibuster there, he uh, took his earpiece off, so he couldn't hear the, uh, and socially. Oh, and socially. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, I mean, you know, they're amazing. They, I mean, he was, he's one fourth of the Beatles. The Beatles were the greatest band to ever, you know, the, and that, you know, when you say the Beatles, it's, it's a conglomeration of, you know, like George Martin and Jeff Emmerich and, you know, like the whole, you know, Scott and like the whole gambit of uh, people that were involved with the Beatles, mm -hmm. the greatest songwriters, um, you know, and then it reached a, you know, it reached a, a height point and <clears throat> they had to move on and he you know he moved on in a very um you know public way with his wife you know like yeah. it, it's it, in every sense of the word they did everything together and they you know like they lived you know a life like ten thousand times more than you know i've ever lived you know, in the respect of um, traveling the world and and understanding and you know witnessing and experiencing things on a level that you know like it takes a lifetime. They experienced it in such a short you know like in that ten year period, you know from nineteen seventy or even sixty nine, a little more than ten years, sixty nine, sixty eight to nineteen eighty. It's like it's pretty intense. Like you you just you marvel at the whole. You know, it's an amazing story when you step back and you look at the accomplishments and like, and he took a lot of, you know, a lot of heat. Yeah, he was investigated. Know, and, yeah, you know, and and she took a ton of crap from, you know, like from breaking up the Beatles to, you know, and it's all bullshit. Excuse my language. You know, it's, <laughs> it's all, you know, you know, yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all, it's. It's hearsay, you know. The Beatles broke up the Beatles, you know, like that. That's, yeah, that's you know, true. We're, we're Paul was involved. the first one to publicly leave the band. He said, "I'm out." Yeah, and it was printed in the newspaper. But it, you know, part of they were having issues in the studio and stuff. Uh, I will, I will add to what you were just saying, Mike. Is that you know, yes, that ten year period, they did a lot of stuff, but a lot of people just think of it as uh, a week in bed protesting. Yeah, it's crazy. No, yeah, it's just that's like scratching the surface. Yeah, you know, like everyone does. You know, like there's, there's. I've, naive, I've spent you know, weeks and weeks in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, sure. like every, you know, we're naive. We do things. We say things. We, you know, like we're we believe in something. We can change our minds. You know, like we're human. That's you know, like he's that. That's what's great about John Lennon is that we he's so relatable. He's so human. He's so. um you know, uh, you know, the everyman in one, in one respect, you know, and the guy, and he, you know, if we get into the, you know, into the real heavy, you know, like I'm a big, uh, Julian Lennon fan. I like Julian Lennon. I think he's, you know, like he has written some great songs and he's a great photographer and 
um, you know, I'm sure he would say differently about how he was treated as a as a child. You know, his father was absent, you know, but like we're, you know, like who's thinking about <clears throat> family when you're in the midst of a whirlwind like that? When you're like 25 years old, 26 yeah. years old. No way. You know, like it's crazy. Yeah. And like, you know, people just dismiss like uh, he was a he was a, you know, a crap dad or what. And I'm like, well, you know, we'll see how you do handling well, the pressure. That's the thing. So when the Beatles disbanded in 1970, uh, he started his career with you know, solo artists. But 1975, he disengaged from the music business to raise his uh, infant son, Sean. And yeah. I actually heard he's a our age. Is he's he our age. Oh, my God. Yeah. I heard a fantastic thing. Uh, do you have Sirius? I Spotify. I do Spotify. So on Sirius, they they have the Beatles channel, and yeah. there was this wonderful segment where Julian and Sean were talking, and I didn't know who it was. There's you know two English guys going, "Well, you know, it's just talking about the music and all this stuff." I know, <laughs> and and he they kept saying, "Dad." You know when dad dad wrote this song it was kind of and you're listening to the sons wow of john mm -hmm. lennon talk about his music and uh he he i think that above us only sky they talk about the um the fact that john felt bad about not being a dad yeah i mean how he i mean his sensitivity is beyond songwriting you know it's like it's an songwriting is you know it's like an extension of what you do, who you are, you know, and like, there's no way that he, he, uh, he didn't recognize, you know, the shortcomings of, you know, being a father. We all have shortcomings as a dad. I have shortcomings as a father. I question things that I've done with my own kids, you know, in regards to like, uh, you know, was I too strict or did I, you know, should I have, you know, done, you know, turn left and instead of right with this, should they have gone to this school instead of that school? What, you know, like, I don't know, you know, like there's right. certain, there's, there's a lot of, you know, <clears throat> and that's just, again, like scratching the surface that, you know, this is putting, this is on a different magnitude, you know? Yeah, exactly. Different magnitude of like pressure of, you know, stardom of, uh, you know, celebrity that we have no comprehension of we have no comprehension of like what it would be like to be on that level no. of yes. stardom yeah uh oh <laughs> yeah. 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 oh yeah yeah great yeah. we're getting more clicks every day dozens of people <laughs> well this but, alone should help out right well this is fun we have a, we have a lot of fun doing this and i'm really grateful to be, for you to be here we'll, i'm thankful well, can you talk about this? But yeah, no, absolutely. I no, I appreciate that you asked me on. I, I love it. I, you know, like um, I do want to shout out one thing. Sure. DJ. DJ, uh, what's up, man? Uh, yes. Yeah, you know, so like that original hardcore, real brave members. Still um, with us. Yeah, Dan, Dan, and DJ. Yeah. So and, um, let, let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, yeah. 2002 i'm deciding on what i want to do in my life and i kind of had the idea for real brave but I, I i don't know so it's a very long story but i ended up out in long island shout out to murphy's music got hired there as an instructor 
And lo and behold, there's this guy leaning against the uh, counter. And he's like, after a couple of lessons that I did, he looks at me, he's like, so what's your deal? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I just want to know what your deal is because you're going to take all my students. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we ended up talking, laughing, and um, been friends ever since. We've fallen off a little bit because of uh, distance, but Mike was part of Real Brave in the beginning. Wow. He was helping me with very the, good, yeah. Yeah, the recording side. Very good recording um, experiences and, and stories. That I don't hilarious. even know if I don't even know if we can share. <laughs> I think we have to because at this point, no, I'm I've, saying some of the, some of the some of the recording experiences were really funny. So, <laughs> and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We no, would get <laughs> no. All right, let's put it in context. So we would get we were a recording studio. Mm. Yeah. All right, and just to put it in the context here. Here's a picture of us live. Kevin and I are about 10 feet away. It doesn't really look like it, but we are. Hello. <laughs> I, we, um, Kevin's head is actually a, no, no, go back. Go back oh, the other way. There. there it is. He's a machine. Animatron. So for years I've been recording, I've been doing all this stuff. We, Mike and I have both have been, um, you know, acclaimed artists. Let's just call it that. And uh, yeah, I mean, we wanted to bring in people and record them. But unfortunately, unfortunately, we weren't getting the most amazing talents, let's just call it. Why is that unfortunate? For us. Oh. <laughs> Some people were wonderful. Yeah. Like, it's really, really great people. Um, the music was really good and a lot of fun to work with. But then we just had. And if anybody's a, a studio musician out there, you'll understand what I'm saying. Like we we had some rough sessions, really rough. Um, Mike, any we come to mind? We, well, I, the, honestly, like the first thing that came to my mind was like the commercial end of things, where we you'd get some clients that were, um, you know, like it, not on the music end of things, but we we would do like voiceover or like. Like, you know, like setting up packages of, you know, audio packages for like companies. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and like they had a voice actor come in. Yeah. Remember the voice voice actor came in and like yeah. super, very nice guy from what I remember. And, you know, like I said, I'm not I'm not going to hurt anybody's feelings. There's no but way like, you can see this. No way. Yeah. Right. So, but like okay. when the company, I don't, I'm, you know, obviously we're not naming names and I, I, I honestly don't remember the company, but when the company, um, you know, like supervisor or whatnot started to listen over to some of the voice actors work and he was just like, they were like, no, no, no. And like, you, you were like, Mike, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, no, this is perfect. So somewhere out there in the in the in the stratosphere of all these corporate companies, golden parachutes, go, the golden. I'm just I'm describing like their retirement program. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like Dan, and I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, <clears throat> these so. two guys from Long Island and Queens, and Mike 
Mike's reading a script, oh. and I'm I'm behind the console. Oh. I don't remember what he was saying, but the all I remember was golden parachute. You know what a golden parachute is? No, <laughs> I don't. It's not dirty. It's not dirty way. at all. No, zero <laughs> okay. dirty. I was just about to go to Urban Dictionary and look that hopefully up. Hopefully one, yeah. hopefully one day you know what a golden parachute is. Is it like a really good four hundred one k? Yeah, like, you know, it's along deal. those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So grown up. <clears throat> so every once in a while, anyway. Mike and I will text each other some of the old recordings that we did, and uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, he he texted me a recording of of commercial we did for Google. We were trying to do this, mm. trying to get this spec deal. Okay. And we did a lot of spec stuff. And um, it's it's us talking to each other with animal sounds in the background. <laughs> like what What kind of animal? Like, so we're talking about Google Checkout and how it's, I don't even know if it's around anymore. Right, but the animals, like deciduous forests, safari, <laughs> like what kind of? Just all sorts of stock <clears throat> sounds from okay. Google. Mm, and um, it's just us talking, and the whole script is about I'm in my living room, or no, you're in your living room, and I and I walk in. I brought all these animals in there. Yes, yeah, <clears throat> that's <was> good. <laughs> of course, there's the uh, the infamous "We Are the World." Um, well, that was family. sweet. Yeah, that was sweet. But then we'll, you leave, it, we'll leave it at that. Okay. We'll leave it. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Okay. that was sweet. I'm still hung up on the golden parachute thing. I feel like that would make you fall faster. Probably. Yeah. Well, the idea is that you're going to get uh, the golden parachute is basically this sweet deal that executives get at the end of their stay said company. That's mm. like a golden landing pad. Yeah. Like, but polyurethane works way better as a parachute material than <laughs> Right now, Jamie Diamond from Chase is listening to Mike talk to him about golden parachutes. Man, put it that way. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> we also did the. Um, we did a lot of soundtrack work, and we did um, library. Okay. That we started actually using a little bit, but it really never really took off. But bottom line, Mike is a, is a genius musician, and. Um, Everything that he has done over the years is, is just awesome. It's got this very specific sound that I want to try to show everybody. Yeah, I was checking that out. Sad Android. Yeah, Sad Android. We're gonna put Mike's oh, I appreciate those very kind words. Thank you very much. Oh, Mike, I mean, it's... I, I just did a webinar recently, and I was talking about how to get better. Um, I'm a marginal guitarist at best. I'm good, but marginally good. Humble. Very. So the reason why I'm marginally good is because I hung around people like Mike, who's exceptionally good, who's got his own style. And for people that are looking to play guitar out there, this is, listen up. Surround yourself, surround yourself with people that are better than you. That's what I was talking about in the webinar. Because it's true. The more you're around people that are better than you, the better you will get because you're gonna be like, I like that. Mm -hmm. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. Well, the guys that you know, like talking about where we met at first, you know, I gotta send um, a lot of uh, love and respect also to the Murphy's crew out in Huntington, New York. Definitely. Uh, you know, like that's where we met. You know, like in you know, like before Dan ventured onto like a successful <clears throat> career with uh, Real Brave, which is you know, like I'm. It's amazing what you're doing, really. Um, 
I, you know, I, I'm still out of that facility. Um, I love those guys. And uh, talking about guitar, you know, like you're surrounded by, um, you know, like some really top notch guitar players. I mean, guys that that are in bands that are touring that or have toured and, you know, they're amazing, you know, and, the, and um, being in that environment and whether it's talking shop or, you know, like sharing, you know, the different types of songs that from the different styles and genres of bands that we were involved in mm -hmm. um, was amazing. And like, it definitely pushes you, you know, like you, you're absolutely right. You want to surround yourself with people that are going to continuously like push and try to, to keep you on your toes, you know, artistically. And then, you know, in one aspect and the other, you know, like on a, on a performance level, like to keep pushing your playing and trying to, you know, I'm doing sessions with, uh, you know, with Jordan right now. I don't know if you remember Jordan. Yeah. Pingos. Yeah. Um, you know, like we're, we're getting together, you know, here and there, like, you know, fleshing out some of his ideas and like, it's just great to listen to him play, you know, like to, to, uh, he, it's a completely different style from mine. And obviously so, cause it's Jordan, you know, and I, I do my thing, he does his thing. And, um, you know, it's like, but his tone and like the care that he takes in his tone, you know, and like the riffs that he's coming up with. So it's always important to like, just keep pushing you know, and surrounding yourself with, with other people that are just creative and like that have that desire and that will to keep creating and pushing boundaries and things, you know, like that, that's another thing with Jim, you know, like, uh, with Mansfield, who's my cohort and said Android, like he Monster is drama. crazy. Do you remember the session that we did for your, like going back a number of years, like you had a number of songs that you were working on and he yep. just like, he just came in and like nailed every, you know, like he's like a Keltner, like he, you know, like he's yeah. a chameleon. He does so many different styles and so many different, you know, I, I've been blessed to work with like lots of different drummers and um, he's amazing. So, so did he do the drums only on Sandra? Yeah. He, I, Jim and I, met in high school so we we were friends in high school and to tie it in with um with you know talking about john lennon uh we were in gym in like uh freshman year of high school so like i you know like you know the one thing that we picked up on like because we were singing um golden slumbers like we, we would just like break out into song in high school and get thrown out of class or like, yeah. you know, like, you know, be reprimanded. Like we, you know, we both went to Catholic school. So not to be confused with golden up. parachute. Right. Yeah. Golden slumbers. Yeah. Yeah. Golden slumbers, golden parachute. Golden. And like, we both picked up on that funny paper, you know, that like unison. Funny paper. Yeah. yeah. And like he told, you know, he was just like, Oh, you, you picked up on that. And I'm like, yeah, man. I, you know, so that that kind of was the start of us just hanging out, and he would show me things like King Crimson, and like I had no idea who the hell King Crimson was, and like the um, he would make these tapes and give me tapes like uh, oh, I had like a bunch of like just Bill Bruford and jazz, and like he was into you know like all different genres of music, but our common thread was like Lennon was like the Beatles, and you know so that you know that's another great thing about you know, the Beatles and John Lennon, just 
they're, they're so universal. They have yeah. that connectivity between so many different genres of music. And like, it just, it, I couldn't begin to imagine how many friendships that the Beatles sparked, you know? Right. Just, just, just like sharing music together. So yeah, no, we, we, he's always been the drummer. Um, you know, there, I had, I had worked with a bassist who is a friend of ours, uh, also around that time. And so there used to be three of us at one time, then three became four to five when we were gigging. And then it just slowly kind of pared down. And I have my go-to, you know, like you have your go-to people that you kind of like, you like share your song ideas and in such infantile stages and things like Andy and Ted, they're like my closest friends. Um, and they'll tell me if my, you know, if it's shit or if it's, you know, if it's good or change this or, you know, like you, you have your filters, you have people that you trust to kind of like, you know, so Jim and I, you know, like we, uh, we haven't been getting together because of, you know, obviously the situation that's going on with the pandemic, mm. but, you know, Mike, I uh, actually wanted to ask you, you know, yeah. um, cause that Android is a duo, uh, when you were gigging, would you yeah. bring on other musicians or would it just be the two of you? The last thing that we were doing, we're trying the, the concepts that we were trying to go over and work out with, are <clears throat> triggering, triggering, and playing live, like not relying on loops. That's cool. Or like, cause I, I mean, I have like, uh, bass, you know, bass synth pedals right. and he had, he had, he was controlling, a, you know, some of the sounds in the bass, like while he's simultaneously playing drums or electronic oh, drums. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to, you know, like doing the guitar work and like, you know, using like, voice filters to like add you know it's a it's hard so you know, yeah. So, yeah you know well, we, you have to you have to work at it we got the visual on the screen um yeah. of the video you made and years ago you talked about this you were like i want to create art first of all which is what this is but a visual to the art and so how did you create this video well to be honest with you Jim Mansfield is the one who really took the reins on this one on why he, he loves this song. So, and, uh, you know, a lot of the drum work that was done on this song is, um, you know, like he, it's, it's electronic and, um, you know, he processed it and I, you know, like I reamped it, I reprocessed and like, we, you know, like it was like, like chess pieces like mm. he really mapped out the drum if you listen to the drums it's like not so like boom bop boom bop but it's it's got like some interesting you know patterns and tidbits in there yeah um so because it uh, originally when we did the song it was like just a straight like ride pattern so did jim do the the video too or no yeah so he you know like there's bits and pieces from um you know, stock film, and we treated it as much as possible to not, you know, to not make it so, you know, obvious, or you can't discern between, you know, like, and then we filmed some of our own stuff and, you know, manipulated it and put it through like visual effects. So we try to do a bit as, you know, as much as possible and a bit 
to kind of, you know, make it our, put our own stamp on it, you know, mm -hmm. but Jim did a lot, you know, like I contributed, but Jim did a lot to do with this video and, um, there's that, co yeah, the coffee, it, there's a running, um, if you pick up on the coffee cup, there's a coffee cup. I'm drinking coffee in the previous video. So we start this one with him drinking coffee in this one. Oh, really? Is this what's happening right now? I love that. Yeah. yeah. So that's a that's a cartoon image that like he magnified. Yeah. You know, so um we went cool. over this before with uh, the visual um well in movies. We did a whole segment on uh horror music. Yep. Mm. Uh, just a couple weeks ago. And um you know, talk tell the viewers or viewer. Single viewer, half viewer, generous. <laughs> How uh, to my mom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my mom, your mom. So it's just it's just basically having audio in a movie makes the director's vision come to life. But this is the opposite. Yeah, this is starting with the audio. And yeah, then having the musicians. Uh, audio vision yeah come to life you know yeah well this it's a whole <clears throat> it's a whole nother argument and i say argument because uh, it's i'm kind of torn because i don't have the um the wherewithal financially to pursue video the way i want to and i'm more i'm more entrenched with the music side of things and I'm vi I'm very visual with my music to begin with. Yeah, music, you know, with music. Period. And um, yeah, one thing I wanted you know, to point out was just like all the textures and layers to the the stuff that I was hearing. Why on want? It's like it's just like layer after layer, and it's just like you can almost feel it and touch it, and it's really cool. Oh, you you listen to want? That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that started out as a very simple piano song. Mm. you know and like I, that's the you know like it i poke and prod and we throw things up against the wall to see if it sticks and then it goes through a process and we call you know it's like it's the it just becomes um sad android so well it's got a really but, specific know, like, sound um i'm gonna try to pull it up yeah and, and see um if we can get this to, to work there's a what was great was that that image I have, I can, if you don't find it, I can share the image here. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, um, this image, um, I did some work with, uh, a plug for, uh, for Jesse. She's a very good friend of mine, Jesse, Jesse Paris Smith. So like I do some, you know, we, we, there's another, like, little group that we get together here and there you know we will collaborate from time to time so she's a she's a an amazing artist um you know she does very um textural pieces at times with uh she works with rebecca foon who's they, they do pathways to paris which is about uh you know for the climate change and um they do a lot of work a lot of great work um musically as um they have a uh um a very unique quality 
you know, like a very unique sound. So anyway, getting back to the point of the, the photo, like I had done something at, um, you know, for uh, Tibetan musicians, which was uh, great, amazing experience. I loved it. I was very happy and uh, and honored to be a part of that, that she invited me to do that. And I, I was I'm very appreciative. Great people, first of all, Smith family. Amazing, amazing. They live in Smithtown. Um, no, <laughs> yeah. I, if they lived in Smithtown, I wouldn't have a problem going into. Um, uh, so she, very gracious, very good, great people. Um, so at the end of the performance, that that was given as a gift uh, to me, and I was very appreciative of that. And like, but it struck me because I really like, um, you know. Uh, I, it just was very poignant, like there's, you know, like unlocking the mind, you know, so that was kind of this idea of that want song, you know, um, I wanted to believe, I wanted to believe it's you. It, there's so many different layers and levels to that, to the lyrics of that song that you were referencing. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of has that origin in that picture, you know, like there's that you know like that want to believe in in um whether it's a you know like another person or a spiritual entity or yourself or i you know i don't I'm, i would never try to tell or how to to tell people how to interpret things song wise but for me like that was um that was kind of like that was where we were going that's what we were kind of going for and i thought that picture kind of surmised the whole um beauty of that lyric and it made sense and that's why i put it with that song and you know and i even focused the video around that picture so um you know it has like the spiritual implementation of like the third eye or the right you know the or the or the you know like the trinity almost even like this this combination of spirit man and god not to get too you know Deep into Phyllis, it. yeah, Phyllis. Uh, I thought well, it was got, a very good representation. You got, you got a um, a friend on the screen here. Yes, I love. Well, that's Ted, and I love Ted. He's amazing. Um, Hi, Ted. Thanks for watching. Um, we'll say I don't want to be playing any live virtual shows. Um, eventually, yeah. I, we we were gearing up to play out live because I signed up for i'm you i'm usually like the studio head as you can see yeah um you know i want to write i don't i just don't stop writing i can't you know like at wednesday at four o'clock i'm going to it just happens you know like i just it just you just continually write and and do things jim wants you know he it's more about performance which he's right you know so like uh that's the that's the path that we were on right to go and we were rehearsing, trying to, you know, putting together, you know, uh, a duo that's going to sonically represent everything that's in the music, you know, in a fair representation rather than just because like sometimes you go out, you hear a duo, it's like very thin, it's just a very thin sound, you know, and let alone like, you know, like we're heavy on bass. Mm -hmm. I don't have a bass player, you know, right. so it's like we're working together to strive and and get to the point where you know whatever we can do just the two of us and make it work and if we hit a wall 
that's when we would bring in someone. You there know what I mean? An, there was an article yesterday that the president of uh, Live Nation uh, predicts that we'll be back to live concerts by summer 2021. Makes sense. I, cer I certainly large hope so. Scale. Yeah. I certainly yeah, hope so. I've said this multiple times that, that obviously the music industry is taking a huge hit. Um, you've got people like this doing really well, people like this doing really well. Good for them. Maybe, maybe even this guy. Who's <laughs> maybe that guy too? Tim the Hobbits. Yeah. But they're all getting these things. We were doing a grant who they hobbit. Oh, it's Tim the Destroyer. How could I? <laughs> they're getting Grammys. You know, these guys are getting Grammys, but it, the artist. Michael, um, you, the artist, you're not there with them. I, do you feel like there's a mainstream appeal for artists with what we're stuff you're doing? We're in a different, um, it's just a completely different, uh, avenue. I don't know. You know, like the, you know, like we don't, I don't think there's an intent or an intention to be like, I'm going to write a hit song. It right. doesn't work that way. It right. doesn't, never works that way. You have, you know, you have junkets of, of, you know, establishment that think they know how to write hit songs and, uh, and they are successful with a, you know, with the formula. So they, they'll, they'll pump out that formula. Like right now that, you know, over the last several years, like what, what I deem where I've coined like sprinkler beat, sad rap, you know, like just, <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad or good or indifferent or that's just what it is, you know? Yeah, and, but it uh, is a, it is a formula and you can tell by that, you know, the, the music that you write, um, you're not adhering to that formula. You're adhering to your own formula, which I, I would imagine presumably is to just create and get out into the world things that you're hearing well, and keep, feeling. Like just continuously trying to tie it back to, like you know like john lennon or the beatles i'm in no way inferring that i'm on that level to make that clear what i'm saying is like you know don't use the same sound twice don't right. you know like you know we wrote that already let's move on you know mm -hmm. like let's let's you know let's <laughs> yeah. <I guess. laughs> yeah uh let's let's um let's move on and and try something else and you know do something different not for the sake of doing something different but for the sake of like again like pushing yourself and mm -hmm. trying to find new you know going beyond certain comfort zones that you're in that's big thing it's like you should always try to push yourself out of the comfort zone and that's exactly know? what john lennon did through with the beatles and and through his solo oh, yeah. career he was constantly yeah. reinventing himself uh constantly trying new things some of it uh hit some of it didn't but it was genuine. Yeah, there was, a, there was an element of honesty to what what he did as a musician. Oh, it was so honest. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. How honest it was. Like he wasn't. He had. He didn't have like the quote unquote greatest voice, quote unquote. But, but it, it sounded great. great. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, and the, the the quote. You know, I I respect any artist that'll do that. That'll reinvent themselves. Like. And there's many of them, like Miles, uh, Radiohead, which, uh, you know, I, I listening to to your music, Mike, 
reminds me a bit of radio. It's di- very different, but there are some similarities too. Why are you choking? Uh, did I offend you? <laughs> no. No. It's, but these artists that reinvent themselves, you, yeah, yeah, you included, or at least genuinely creating new things. It's a really refreshing um, contrast to like when you sit in the car and you turn on the radio and you hear the same thing. Well, I mean, if you could, you know, work on some of the sounds of, of the drums, you know, in some of the modern day, you know, popular songs, you know, like just tweak them a bit and like try, you know, change the patterns or, you know, it's like, it's very, very similar. It's oh, a very great. cookie cutter, yeah. uh, which is fine. You know, like if that's what you're going for, because there's so many different walks of life um you know that listen to so many different types of music you know it's totally fine uh, but like i'm you know we're doing this for different reasons you know like i i'm just pursuing something um that's very deep internal that uh i haven't reached it yet you know like i'm still you know clawing away at it digging deeper and trying to figure something you know trying to figure it all out really that's it's just a, it's a mode of expression that i um you know adapted to very early on for it was first it was drawing deep cat yeah um first it was drawing you know i used to draw a lot i used to get in trouble a lot in school and uh, because uh, but that's it like i didn't um you know i didn't fit in with the the structural way that school is set up and um i didn't have a lot i didn't have a lot of it's not very there's not many art classes you know like i didn't hit my stride in school until like there were two music teachers eventually that came into into play and they were very encouraging Mm. uh to me miss maduno miss sapio i'll never forget like you you know like they pop right in your head you never forget them right Uh, very very uh encouraging and like they told me to bring my guitar in like this is later on like end of seventh grade into eighth grade and then um but up until that point there was really no music uh, in school and definitely no art so like i you know like that was my mode of communication and everyone's like no do math <laughs> and i'm Did like it. i don't i don't you know like i math and science and things became very interesting to me much later on i'm not saying that you should ignore those things but like structurally, like in like when you're when you're developing and you're growing and you have a, a means to communicate and mine was through drawing and sounds and like people are like you what is this? I know. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I'm just merely pointing things out, you know, like that led to, uh, you know, how one becomes a songwriter or or you know, get involved in music or you're in a band or you're teaching like teaching is super important you know music super important um have a good number of students uh you know recording is super important uh, um you want to help facilitate people's ideas you know i think um that's that's really good and uh writing you know and performing it's you know like so trying to tie that into the question completely of, you know, it, it's just a different avenue. It's a different avenue. Like I, I have 
lots of eggs in many baskets. If I had the, if I can facilitate um, being able to, you know, weather the storm right now with like businesses being shut down and all this from the pandemic, uh, and you know, I can ride on the coattails of like my you know popular song or whatever. I don't know. I'm not in that position. I I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what my answer would be. All I do know is my situation as a, you know, as a songwriter, as an educator, as a, you know, production and recording. You know, it's like I have to do those things to survive. And like, the, you know, like I feel that the songs are rooted and grounded more in the everyday life. Like when I listen to things like that, I'm, it's completely detached. Like I don't understand the language. I don't like not only musically, but like verbally, like I, it doesn't register with me. It doesn't make any sense. So like, I'm not going to listen to that. And it's not to put it down. It just doesn't, it doesn't say anything to me. And I'm sure there's people yeah. that listen to the sad Android music that we have. And like, they're like, what the hell is this? You know, like, but that's okay. If they don't like it, they don't have to listen to it. That's all right. You know, I'm okay with that. That's my favorite. Like, oh, it's actually really cool. Yeah. No. So I was thinking after watching the video a couple of times, it'd be better to post a link so people can hear the sonic value because you've spent an enormous amount of time making sure that this sounds amazing. Sure. We couldn't no, get the sound right. That. Yeah, we'll post that. I appreciate that. Definitely. Um, but have, as you can uh, see, on... it looks great. I'm going to plug myself now. Um, <laughs> plug it. The shameless. Right. Um, we did an album uh, in like from 99 to 2001 or whatnot. So that really never got the proper um, platform, you know? So I've been sitting on the, the record for quite some time and I decided to like remix it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I remixed the first record that we really, like it was the first time we really you know like working on an album and um i remixed it so it's on itunes it's um it's never myself again that's the one that's got the android with the kind of like orange yellowy orange oh yeah background. good tunes so on those it. are like what's that good tunes on that one thank you that you know like that's the first go and i'm pr i'm still proud of those songs so like i did that uh remixed it posted that so there's there's, you know, a good representation of a lot of the things that we did um, so far, but there are a number of things in, you know, like down the pike that are going to be either re-released like our record from 09. You can go to the website, which is sadandroid.band, and the songs are there from the Static Flower record. And there's some really, that, that record has a lot of cool stuff on it. Um, there's a song reasons there's an instrumental static flower that's mostly that a lot of that was jim um and he has the he did a film for that song which was really good really good like he likes to experiment with film i like i said i would do that if i had the ability to like facilitate my ideas onto the screen and i just it i have a hard enough time trying to finish i have a 
I, there's a record in the can already from the lockdown. I wrote 12 songs and they're pretty much done. But oh, wow. I have, there's five songs, the, the Want and Why and Another Lonely Day, those songs that just came out like not too long ago. There's six songs that accompany that. It's supposed to be an album, so it's a double EP, and that one's coming out soon. But these are songs that I wrote a while ago. They're not like new songs in the sense like I just wrote them this year, and that's why I released them. These are songs that are like anywhere from like 2013 to 17, I think. Mm. So like, so I've been sitting on these things, and like, you know, life happens, and that's the one thing I really would like to try and change is I, I really want to kind of strike when the iron is hot. And I think that's the most important thing to um, elaborate on about when you're writing music and you're releasing music is that you will lose steam if you sit on things for too long. You know, you have to try to, you know, like finish the songs and get them out, mm. you know, and, and that, that I'm not saying like finish it and rush it and get through it and be done you know, in a reasonable amount of time, in a reasonable amount where it's going to resonate with you. You know, some of these things like have some of the songs have like cycled where I'm like, you get so excited about something and that you're sitting on it and then they kind of cycle through and you're like, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't want to do that. And then they come back again and you recognize that spark that made you write the song in the first place. And that makes you want to finish it. So that's kind of some of the things that I go through with, a good amount of these songs so like my goal really is to finish uh those six other songs that are accompany the ones that you're referencing that have the videos now um there's a whole album of material from um like 2014 2015 of like a uh it's more experimental that we did and I, it's like I think it's the best work we've ever done and it's not even out there. So like, that's, you know, like that's, that's, um, that's some, that's a goal that I'm trying to like really, you know, clamp down finish these things and get them out there and like all the while, um, get out there and perform. But like, who knows, like you said, hopefully by the summer, we'll be able to get back out there and do things. Um, there's the coffee cup with there me. There you go. Coffee. So there's, there it is. There's Wait, mine, I it and then, yep, there's mine. There's Jim's uh, from before. So that's our little inside. It's not so inside anymore. Um, the behind the scenes. The behind the um, scenes. So we're going to post the uh, links to the music in the chat or the comments. Um, please check it out. It's worth your time. Uh, we have to end it here, my friend because we have to go teach and all that other good stuff that we do for a living. So um, I didn't get to talk about um, practice pad. Uh, so that's for some other time. Uh, practice can pad you, is uh, it's fun. Can you talk practice pad real quick? It's just a, uh, it, well, we talk about it all the time here. Yeah. But we build software. We're a software company now. Yeah. It's a video platform, recording platform, and um, it's it's impressive. Like we've brought the whole company online. We have about 500 students on in a week, and we brought it worldwide. Our curriculum's on there. And another time, I wanna I wanna bring you on there so we can discuss it. <laughs> That's awesome. I would love yeah. to. Yeah. Yes. 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 
I appreciate you having me uh, be coming on to just discuss Sad Android and see how you're doing and talk about music. It was a pleasure meeting you. It was nice Kevin. meeting you, Mike. And, um, Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, Mike, we're, we're going to do this again. Absolutely. I look forward to it. And um, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's really good to see you. Good to see you too, man. Miss you. Right. Uh, folks, this is another episode of Real Brave Live. We happy, got it done today. Happy Christmas. Happy Merry Christmas. Yep. Happy Hanukkah. All of that. All that good stuff. See you guys.